Hi, before we get started with the episode, we just wanted to point you in the direction of the social accounts we've set up for the show to help you guys engage with us and communicate and get involved with our show. You can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. Emailing us will really be the best way to talk to us directly and conversate with us on air during the show. Also, be sure to like You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on Facebook. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter at You Can't Disappod. That's Disappod like Disappoint. So there's one S and two P's. Well, thanks for tuning in and let's kick off the episode. Here we go. <laughs> You guys don't remember me? Buddy from Spanish class? Yeah, it is Buddy from Spanish class. I've never seen you before in my life. Hello and welcome to the sultry sounds of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast After Dark. Can't Disappoint a Podcast After Dark. I'm Zach, and every time I record this podcast, it makes me so happy that I pee a little. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm so so sorry. That's not really what that that wasn't a great cover. That was no, a I I was reimagination for sure. <laughs> that was uh my royalty free cover. Hi, I'm Steven. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. I hope you've had a great week. Thank you for tuning in. Let's do this thing. How was your week, Steven? Uh, it was uh, pretty good, pretty uneventful. Um, okay. I did watch a, a movie. <laughs> what movie? <laughs> uh, Akira. Yeah, one, I saw that you tweeted about that. One of my good friends, Levi, has a tattoo of a frame from that film that's like of a... I've never seen the film, so I, I can't explain the significance, but that's like of a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It's it a really was, good tattoo. Uh, I, I want to see it. Um, the... Uh, it was a cool movie. It was not what I expected. I didn't really know anything about it. I had just mm-hmm. seen the image of the bike and heard it was really good. So I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Uh, it was like kind of a psychological horror action commentary thing. It was really good. Definitely I, recommend it. Uh, I'd be pretty down to watch picture. that because yeah. I don't really watch a lot of anime, but it's just a film that's really well known and really spoken highly of that I feel well, like it'd be a good thing to watch, even if it's a little bit out of my comfort zone. Yeah, and I think that, you know, um, for being made in I think 88, 1988 is when it came out. It the movie takes place mostly in its picture of 2019, and there was mm. a lot of stuff mm. that kind of uh, runs parallel with some things going on in our country today. So it was really interesting to see that have to do with like police and tear gas mm. and protesters and stuff like that. And that so makes that was me feel really like I have to watch wild it. to see. Yeah, I was I, I was like wow when I watched it. So cool to see that i mean even though that's not the focal point of the movie that's kind of going on in the background of it and that was kind of cool i should say just quickly the whole i say it's after dark because it's uh significantly later than when steven and i typically record this show i'm feeling a little bit more i don't know relaxed and comfy i'm a little sleepy it might be a different kind of episode and that'll be interesting welcome to a very special episode with zach and steven i watched a movie too the a movie that I've seen many times, and oh, what was you're it? gonna laugh when I say that it also made me think of our country right now because of the way police are in that film. Uh, super bad. <laughs> That's it's amazing. One my, it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. Super bad is great. Seth Rogen and Bill Hader are really, really funny as these awful cops that abuse their power 
but with things that are going on right now, it was a lot harder to laugh at the scene where they make Michael Sarah like get on the ground and like hold hands while they have their guns pointed at him. Yeah, right. That definitely that. Uh, is not. Well, yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, if you were in the pos- like real world, I and mean, I know it's a movie, but like real world, think about it, if you were in their position, you'd be freaking terrified. Yeah, but then they see Fogel in the police car. With, <laughs> with them. It's still really funny. It holds up. Yeah. So how did you feel about the episode of Community we're here to talk about today, investigative journalism? I thought it was funny. I thought it was a good episode. I liked a lot about it. I think there were, like, a few jokes that maybe didn't land for me. Okay. They weren't necessarily, like, bad. It just didn't work for me. But, I mean, I thought it was a funny episode. I I guess I might like Jeff now. I don't know. Okay, see, I feel like I can already tell that I liked this episode more than you. I think this episode was hilarious, honestly. I thought, I can't think of any joke, and I want you to point them out when we get to them, but I can't think of Mm -hmm. any joke that fell flat for me, honestly. Not just Jack Black, but I don't know. It feels like this is after the first half of the season break, and it feels like the show came back as like that realized cartoonish community that I love. It did definitely like, feel oh, it's more here, like finally. Two. Yeah. 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 I, I think from the beginning, the, the episode definitely sets a tone that it's like a new version of community. It's a little more yeah. like, I don't even want to say self-aware, but it's a little more self-aware in a way that... <laughs> you said, I don't want to say it's self-aware, but it's self-aware. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> uh, but it, it, I don't, it, it does feel a lot more like season two community to me. Absolutely. And on the commentary, they mentioned time and time again that some of the things they did with some of the characters, and it absolutely shows, were kind of in response to notes and focus groups they got after the first half of the season. Like, Jeff is a little too mean. And like uh, other little things, like when they all laugh at Britta when she suggests that she could be the laid back one. That was kind of a a snide remark to people saying that, like, Britta wasn't very likable in the first half of the season. They were like, screw you, Britta's Britta. Yeah, I did like that because that was a very, like, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha at Britta, which which becomes a a theme in the show as it goes on for sure, so... Yeah, let's open this up with some emails. Before we get to trivia, I have an email to read. And since I didn't mention it off the top, this segment for Because Why Not is brought to you by Communities on Twitter. Give them a follow, and thanks for being here on their recommendation if you are. This yeah, email... shout out to Communities. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Hey. This email comes to us from Kevin Lanigan, who is one of the co-hosts of Advanced Community Studies. Hey there, um, Kevin. He's a really cool guy who we got to hang out with a little bit during the Season 1 rewatch, and... We have a lot of funny interactions with him on Twitter. He seems like a cool dude. He has a question, but it wasn't a trivia question, so I'm going to have it separate from that that he directs towards us. He says, question for your investigative journalism record. Do you think there's any untapped potential in Jeff, Annie, and Abed working at the Greendale newspaper? We never picked that thread up again, and I think there could have been something. Always nice interacting with y'all on Twitter.com, he says. XOXO, (laughs) Kevin Lanigan of the Greendale 3 in parentheses advanced community studies so check out their show and their twitters i definitely think that there's untapped potential there i like just off the top of my head can think of several you know uh places they could have gone with it i think there were definitely some episodes there but i also kind of get why they left it alone i don't know kind of point counterpoint absolutely they could have done more but community is always a show that like picks up an idea does it and puts it back down they don't Mm -hmm. too often feel the need to do something once they've done it 
and I think that's probably why they didn't. They had other bigger ideas to move on to, which they did tremendously. And I think if they did make that a recurring part of the show, it would have felt kind of like 90s sitcom-y of it, like Boy Meets World kind of I agree. Thing. It's a very, like, Saved by the Bell type, like, oh, this person works for the paper. <laughs> but that being said, I have total faith in the writers and creators of the show, and if they had done it, I'm sure it would have been great. Agreed. So moving on from that, thanks for the email, Kevin. Let's do some after dark trivia trivia. well i actually have an email to read as well zach this is the one with trivia questions do we want to do ours first oh you're right yeah cut that please snip 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 (laughs) all right welcome back everyone i mean (laughs) let's do some trivia (laughs) all right hold on can we really have a a trivia song that you go and let's let's f-ing do some trivia and it just plays every time uh, maybe i'll include it this time but probably not probably yeah. not every time i've got three questions for you okay i have three for you as well buddy i'm gonna go first okay <laughs> uh, okay what are all of pierce's cool graphic t-shirts you're shitting me is that one of yours that's my first one as well it was kind of an easy one yeah, well, uh, mine wasn't necessarily how many could you name, but yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. Um, world's Greatest Grandpa, I'm Up Here, Retired Old Fart, and I think my personal favorite, Man Candy. Did I miss Absolutely. any? Absolutely. Um, no, that's that's what my records show. Yeah, at the end of the episode, he's wearing just like a, his standard Han Solo vest and turtleneck combo, although it's like a long sleeve t-shirt, but you know. Since I took yours, I'll throw another one at you. How did the dean trick Jeff into the newspaper room? Oh, he uh, texted him about free Sephora samples. Yes, very good. (laughs) All right. Speaking of the newspaper, uh, why was Annie assigned to editing crosswords? Because she's a girl and she loves crosswords. Correct. Okay, okay. Um, and finally, this is another How Many Can You List one. What are all of Buddy's songs? Oh. Well, we have the I'm Sorry. Yes. We have um, Buddy in Around. Can you give me any more than that? Oh. No, I'll accept that. Never mind. I won't be Yeah, cool. and I think... Uh... Oh, and then... <laughs> The there one about An- Annie's uh, backside. Annie's got a necessary portion. <laughs> yeah. A... Oh, my God. Zach, I had a dream of this exact moment one time. What? This exact moment of us doing a podcast talking about a song about Annie's backside. Yeah. If Deja vu. I, I wish we could, I don't know, go back in time and tell ourselves that sitting in English class. <laughs> Be like, you'll have a reason to talk about Alison Bree's butt. <laughs> on the internet with your friend and people are gonna listen to it <laughs> uh do you have one more question i do have one more question okay awesome. so this one is is a little bit um out, out of form but hang hang with me here so there's All no right. question mark yeah <laughs> what movie did jack black and owen wilson star in together that also starred steve martin well, because I don't know immediately, I will counter that they were both in a television pilot created by Dan Harmon called Heat, Vision, and Jack. Ooh, well, I didn't know that. That sounds cool. I can't come up with the film, though. 
That's okay. It wasn't a very memorable one. I only remember it because I happened to see it. <laughs> okay, what was it? It was called The Big Year. It was about, like, oh. the, the three of them all played just, like, guys that were all at different points in their lives, and then they spent a year going across the country. It was okay. Not much. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that does ring a bell, but I definitely never saw it. Yeah. How about some listener questions? <laughs> listener questions. Oh, I like that one. Thank you. Okay. That's a key. <laughs> Today only in this very special episode, <laughs> songs for each segment. Yeah, you only get this after 10.30 Indiana time. <laughs> after dark. <laughs> All right, so this is an email from Martin, who I think is, I can't remember his Twitter name exactly, but I think somebody who has tweeted the show before. Um, and he sent us an email. He said, hey, Zach and Steven. Hey. Longtime listener, first time emailer here. Awesome. I have been bring I have I have been binging on a lot of community podcasts as of late, and I Good have choice. to say that you guys are in my top three favorites, okay. along with the Save Greendale Committee and Welcome to Greendale. Well, thank you. We're top fans three. Of There's too. like twelve active community podcasts right now, so that's awesome. Yeah, thanks a Flattery lot. Flattery will get you everywhere, Martin. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, he says. I always love TV podcasts where the hosts really break down the episodes to find out what works and what doesn't work about them. And That's you guys great. do it so hilariously well. Well, thank you. He loves Zach's dry sense of humor, and Steven's laugh is so infectious. Well, thank you very much. Congratulations, by the way, for scoring that video chat with the Joel McHale. I was so happy when you guys shared that interview in the podcast. Is that that guy with the forehead that looks like Ryan Seacrest that you talked to the other day, last week? Uh, Will Arnett? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about there. We'll have to check. But, uh, wow. Uh, he goes on to say, anyway, he just wanted to let us know that he's so glad that we appreciated comparative religion. Truly is one of the best episodes of the season. Nay, the series as a whole. You guys hit the nail on the head when you noted that this is the best Jeff Winger episode so far. But Shirley really showed so much sides to her character as well. The discussion on religion was handled very well in the episode and in the podcast, and I appreciated you guys sharing your own personal thoughts and experiences regarding it. We and keep I it classy also here. We, we like to love... pride ourselves on our class. <laughs> the love for Anthony Michael Hall. What a terrific yeah. one-off character. Absolutely. I'm so happy he hasn't been utilized as much in future episodes, but I guess the man is deservedly busy with other stuff. Side note, someone commented on our Instagram photo for that podcast episode, which was the picture of Anthony Michael Hall stapling the snowman to himself. <laughs> yeah. And someone commented like, oh, that's Anthony Michael Hall. He was in The Breakfast Club. <laughs> and I was like, yeah? Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Ten points, Gryffindor. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> You're good. Um, lastly, he says, I am very excited to submit trivia questions for your upcoming discussion on investigative journalism. I tried really hard to strike a balance between difficulty and novelty here. We appreciate it because we're not very good at these. <laughs> and I may have gone overboard, but I just want you guys to have options in case of overlap. Hope you guys enjoy, and I can't wait for more episodes to come. Good luck and Godspeed. Regards, MJ. Well, thanks so much, MJ. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for those kind words. That means a lot. Yeah. Really nice. What's he got? Lamb on us. All right, so question number one, where did Britta go during the winter break? Do you remember this Amsterdam. one? Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Well, maybe. She thinks. After she finds her camera. And knowing Britta, she probably never left town. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> she got really high in her apartment and, <laughs> and forgot. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, number two, 
where does Buddy sit in Spanish class, which will be like, you know, in the corner next to the dead plant. Yeah, I think it's like the side of the room closest to the door outside of the room. It is. And it's like a row of desks that we never see. No, never ever. Conveniently. Mm-hmm. Wow, writers, you really thought of everything, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, enumerate the ironic t-shirt slogans that Pierce wore throughout the episode. So let's rank them. That's a mm-hmm. smart word. I know. I like that word. That was a good one. Um, well, you've already mentioned that your favorite was man candy. Is that what it's Yeah. Like? Man candy's number one for me. I think that had to be my favorite as well. Close mm-hmm. second. I liked the design on the I'm up here t-shirt. I did too, but I'm going to go with the retired old fart one because okay. I, I liked the joke there for my number I, two loved the joke I, so now we're just saying we loved all of them i love the joke when he walks in with world's greatest grandpa and he, and he says <laughs> guess what i did <laughs> yeah world's greatest grandpa would be my number three and then my number four would be i'm up here but not that it wasn't a valid shirt as well yes <laughs> <laughs> nice okay number four uh okay. okay we we had that question that was about the dean luring jeff into the office oh um, okay Okay. Okay. Number five. And funny that this is a question because this is a joke that did not land for me. Okay. Uh, That bandit off really. Yeah. Let's get get it out of the way. He said, what did Jeff say when Dean Pelton told told him he'll get an English credit for being editor in chief of the college newspaper? Oh, he was like, he said something in bad English. Yeah. I forget what the exact line was. He said, ain't and he's like oh well that ain't bad neither i think jeff wasn't like accidentally talking badly i think he was like jeff was making the same joke that the writers were making no i know okay i mean i didn't laugh out loud at it or anything but calm down steven it's (laughs) you know i'm gonna write a letter matter of fact let's put a pause this episode we like this show (laughs) dear john pollock and tim hobart <laughs> i hope right this letter finds episodes, you in good health bitch. <laughs> we went different ways with that we did what else we got from martin oh my new best friend and yeah co-host. right oh uh number six how old is senior chang according to the fake memorial picture in the classroom i was gonna ask you for a trivia question what year it said he was born but the DVDs aren't the absolute clearest picture, and it never focused in a way that I could totally see. I thought that I saw it say, like, 1989 or 3, which is ridiculous, <laughs> and I think it's more likely to have been 69 or 63. Yeah. I saw it as an 8. Yeah, 1969 sounds right, but I didn't see. So we'll go with your, your heart's desire there. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number 7. Okay. Annie's profiling expose on Dean Pelton is centered mm-hmm. around a free concert on the quad by which artist? Tony Braxton. Oh, yeah, Tony and Braxton. This is already bringing up all of the things that, like, oh, I want to say that when we get to that point in the episode, so I don't know what I'm going to say when we're <laughs> talking about the episode. <laughs> is Tony? I don't really know Tony Braxton's career. Is she an artist that is traditionally African-American yes. fan base heavy? Yes, but Tony Braxton's music is for the people. Everybody should listen to Tony Braxton, but yeah. not everybody does listen to Tony Braxton. Okay. I like I don't know anything about her. I don't know what she looks like. I don't know what her songs are. Um, she's pretty. She 
Does she have a song that I'm like, yep, I know that one? You know, Zach, I wish I could say yes. Hmm, Me too. I'll look her up. I'll look her up. Yeah, I like using my Spotify Premium. Not a sponsor, but they could be. Wish they were. Wink, wink. I don't work at Starbucks anymore. I would do some nasty things to get that free Spotify Premium back. (laughs) After dark. (laughs) After dark. Number eight. What news story did Jeff make up to finally convince the study group to kick Buddy out? Um, um, and that was... Now, I don't remember... The, class. Yeah, I don't remember the exact specific like, how people. But yeah, the guy killed the his, like, eight classmates or whatever class. yeah. with, with the tenderizer. But and good that question. That's one of the leading causes of death in America. I believe that's why my mom didn't let me take driver's ed. That's why my mom didn't let me have a meat tenderizer. <laughs> See, I like that they, they went different routes. <laughs> is that it yeah that uh, thank you thank martin. you that was thanks awesome. martin mj uh for for sending the nice email and the questions and we look forward to you know uh, more questions in the future those are all really good <laughs> you guys make it so much easier it takes i love doing trivia but it, it takes a little bit of the load off it does for sure all right let's get into this thing all right Let's uh let's dive in. So today we're here to talk about season one, episode thirteen, investigative journalism. The great episode guest starring. Get Jack me Black, pictures of Spider Man. By... <laughs> All right, J- Jameson. It was directed by Joe Russo, who I went and did the math actually this time. Joe Russo directed eighteen episodes of Community by Oof. himself over the first three seasons, including the pilot which he directed alongside his brother. And it was written by John Pollock and Tim Hobart, a team who previously wrote Introduction to Film and Introduction to Statistics, and it originally aired on January 14th, 2010. Both good episodes. I like that the last thing we saw in Comparative Religion and the first thing we see here is that it's the end and beginning of semesters. Yeah. That's a really nice little touch that makes it actually, I don't know, sometimes... TV shows that are set in school, the school year is so, it's like, how long has this school year been going? Like, how, how, what grade are they in? That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's true. It makes it feel real. Yeah. That's one of the, my favorite things about communities that they actually do try for the most part to keep on some sort of actual, like academic schedule. There are midterms mm-hmm. and finals and, you know, things like on- that. On Glee, there was, like, every season was a year of school, and then one year of school was spread out over two seasons at Mm. one point, randomly, and it was really annoying. Well, there has to be time for regionals. (laughs) What the hell are regionals? (laughs) So, they're all talking about what they did over break, and Troy and Abed don't have much to say other than that they basically played The Sims the whole time. Well, and here's and, here's what I was thinking about that is, you know, it's yeah. a, it's an easy joke that gets made a lot. Like, oh, you're playing a video game where you're doing the same thing you do in real life. And I mm-hmm. laughed at that joke when I was just like, ha ha. But then I realized, wait, I love those games. It's, it's weird. It very much seems like old man Harmon shaking his fist at the kids and like, I don't understand. <laughs> Play a game <laughs> with a purpose, why don't you? Yeah. Save a princess. <laughs> uh yeah the funniest part about that joke was donald's deliveries of like you could do taxes don't get audited because that's bad because you know he has no idea what getting audited is or means and honestly neither do i hopefully i never have to yeah i uh i take a 
you know, somewhere in between uh, Wesley Snipes and a, uh, I don't know who's really good at paying their taxes approach to it. <laughs> Martha Stewart. <laughs> I know. I was going to say Martha Stewart. I was like, wait, she didn't pay her taxes. I don't know. That Troy wasn't. gives a line that would be a great thing to to put into conversations when I'm talking about our podcast to people. You know, when I'm like, you know, we do this show, we talk about a 22-minute episode of television for two and a half hours. It sounds like it's just as boring as real life, but it is not. <laughs> it is not. It is at least slightly more entertaining than real life, hopefully. I like how Britta says, like, vacations are wasted on the young as if she's – I don't know. How much older is she supposed to be than everybody else? Just a couple years. <sighs> yeah, I think that she's supposed to be somewhere between, like, 25 to 27 I feel like 25 is a good number, maybe even 24. I think yeah. 27 is a little high, maybe 26. That's fair. She tells them that they need to go out and see the world, which brings up that she can't remember where she went on her trip. Uh, <laughs> she says it's Amsterdam, but I, I stand by. I think she probably just stayed in town, got lost in a park. <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly. Up a couple of days later with an empty bag that once held mushrooms. Yeah. Also, Britta, when she says that line, and she says, you know, like, I'll know more when I find my camera, I think it's a little jab at The Hangover, which was around the time Community started and gave Ken Jong his superstardom. Ah, that sounds about right. Do you like The Hangover? Have we talked? We've talked about The Hangover. Um, I mean, when the first one came out, I was like 10. Yeah. So I liked it quite a bit. And I think when the first one came out, most people liked it quite a bit. It was... Uh, like critically successful and it was the highest grossing comedy film of all time at the time yeah i've watched it since like within the last two years and i did you still like it the first one holds up and that's the only one i've seen i've seen all three i think i saw the first one a couple times and the second and third once and it's just the same format every time they're not like painstakingly awful but they're so unnecessary yeah, and that that was my thing, is the first one is about as much unnecessary as I can take. Yeah, the first one's good. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one's fine. And the first time you saw the first one, it was really, really funny. Yeah, because you're still kind of, I don't know, there's a slight puzzle to put together throughout the film. Yeah. And then once you kind of know how it all turns out, it's less funny. True. Or, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's when Pierce walks in and gives that, guess what happened to me? And everyone's like, oh, Pierce, you became a grandfather. No. no, that's not the case. Do you think Pierce is a grandfather? How many? Okay, so there's the, what, stepdaughter who's in an episode later in season one? Yeah. Is it a stepdaughter? Does Pierce have it? I don't think Pierce has any I don't any think he has any biological kids. Yeah, that sounds right because that's why he gives away his sperm. Mm-hmm in hopes <laughs> and then we get a bit that i wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the things that didn't work for you when jeff first walks in no i thought that was funny okay cool i thought it was funny too it's a little bit like the writers winking at us a little too hard but i kind of buy that jeff would want to make an entrance like this i do too because if jeff really kind of did realize that he was an ass for all of the first season so far that wasn't the christmas episode <laughs> then you know i guess he was fine in the halloween one it took him a little pushing yeah but but he was i like jeff at this point too at least that he's got a pretty strong two-week streak right now it'll come crashing down at any time but <laughs> yeah he's been cool and likable and even though he like takes it lazy a little bit in this one and also kind of like controls the people in the group a little bit in this yeah one, he 
I don't know. He doesn't use any of it for evil, I believe. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, they poke fun at him kind of being, you know, controlling or being able to control. Because mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between being controlling and being able to control the group. And I think that for the most part... like he part, has that charisma. Yeah. And you could use it for evil. Or you could just be a charismatic dude. Agreed. Yeah, he's talking about... And it's this is really Dan Harmon and the writers talking to us and the people who criticize Jeff's character in the first half of the season where Jeff literally says, you know, I looked at who I was last semester and realized I was a drag. <laughs> and <laughs> then this is when we start peppering in those shots where the group is crowded around Jeff while they're talking and we see Buddy like in between the shoulders of a couple of the people. Yeah, He's I didn't notice there. him the first time I watched it, but the second time through, I was like, oh, shoot, there's Jack Black. <laughs> it's super funny how just immediately they're like, he's always been there. It's really funny. And Jeff goes on to say that it's a new semester, a new Jeff, and he's going to take it sleazy this semester. He's going to he's gonna try to take a deep breath and calm down a little bit. What do you think? Do you like take it sleazy, Jeff? Do you think? I kind of do like like the you know laid back Jeff. I think that the Jeff that is Jeff in this episode for me is the ideal Jeff. And to go off of what Kevin said earlier, if they were to keep going with the newspaper thing, I do like newspaper editor Jeff quite a bit. Yeah, because he's he's charismatic. He's that he's that scamp. Yeah, Abed immediately compares him to Hawkeye from Mash, and I've just got a full disclosure: I've never seen an episode of Mash. No, nope. I'd like to. I need to correct that. The only mash I've seen is, and this is, you know, gonna, this is telling, my mom and I used to record the Murder, She Wrote reruns. So you would see, like, the last 30 seconds of an episode of yep. mash before Angela Lansbury starts, starts exactly cracking the code. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the mash character names. I know bits and pieces about it. I recognize the theme song, but I think maybe a lot of it came from watching this episode of Community a lot. <laughs> it's a possibility. So I just have to rip that bandaid off. I can't give any in-depth MASH coverage, and anytime they mention MASH, it's just like, oh yeah, I've heard Hawkeye and Hot Lips before. But and this is not the first time they've mentioned MASH on the show either. MASH, cheers, faulty towers. <laughs> yes, that one. So yeah, I can't, I can't quite... I can't quite comment on it too much, but I'd like to watch MASH. There are a few classic sitcoms that I haven't... Or I don't know if that's exactly a sitcom, but a few classic shows that I haven't watched that I really need to, like Cheers. I've never seen an episode of Cheers, and I really want to. I'd like to watch um, more Cheers. And Frasier. Frasier's definitely one I want to watch, because I like Kelsey Grammer a lot. So this is when Buddy makes his real debut. Um, he sits down while they're all talking about the new Jeff, and he, he's just, like, given that whole, I've been here the whole time, vibe <laughs> from the beginning. He's like, oh, don't go changing too much, Jeff. I like you just the way you are. <laughs> and I think Joel, when he gets to play off Jack Black in these study group scenes while they're sitting next to each other, is really funny. I think you can see through how he plays Jeff in these scenes that he was having fun getting to bounce off of Jack Black. Well, it really makes me want to see more of them. Yeah, Jack Black, I don't know, everyone knows the Jack Black episode, but I feel like not a lot of people mention him when they think of favorite community guest stars. No, but his, but his, they I don't. I feel like and he's got to be it. my number one favorite, maybe. I think that his chemistry with the entire group was just so good. I agree with you. And Jack Black has acting chops, but for the most part, when you put Jack Black in something, he's going to do his Jack Black thing. Mm -hmm. And community is such its own unique voice that it could clash, but it doesn't. It doesn't. They, They fit together so well. And this whole episode, Jack seems like he really committed to it and to his character. 
he does really great work in this episode. Yeah, he does. And there's so much like physical comedy that's in this, not to mention like the songs and everything. I mean, it's truly just a Jack Black like showcase of awesomeness. And Jack Black, um, they only had him for one day. <laughs> that's awesome. So Come they on. were able to, and they said it was a really long day and he was exhausted by the end of it, but they they filmed his entire portion of the episode, which is a good chunk of the episode, which they usually film over, I want to say, like five to seven days. Wow. Um, they did it all in one day. Wow. So kudos to the team and Jack for pulling it off. Yeah, for sure. That's tough. The only times I've been on, like, any sort of set was when I was in like a music video like dancing for it and that took a really long time for like a two and a half minute song so I can't imagine filming that much like all of those scenes and especially on a show with like being this funny and this much like improvisation like you're gonna have to reshoot scenes multiple times you know so that's got to be just draining. It's amazing that it is so funny and feels so like quick and off the cuff when it's so put together. Yeah. But it's put together so well that it feels natural. It's and true. And the cast just pop together and it feels so natural. Jeff, like his first reaction is like, oh, thanks for saying that about me. And he's like, wait, who are you? And everyone suddenly notices that uh, this dude's just been chilling there and <laughs> and they're just noticing and, he, and he's sat down next to Jeff. And he snuck in during the group hug. Everyone's super uncomfortable, but he's like, what, you guys don't remember me? Buddy from Spanish class. And everyone's (laughs) like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, buddy, what's up, dude? Do you ever feel that way? Does someone ever come up to you and like, what's up, man? It's so good to see you. You know the last time we saw each other, right? You mention it. You tell me the last time we saw each other. And I hate it. You tell me how we know each other. Tell me about that time we hung out right now. And you're like, oh, God. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Oh, I want to say Jimmy. (laughs) Like, no. no, (laughs) I am the king of the, oh, what's up, man? So good to see you. Man, it's been a minute. It's been since, like, man, when was the last time I saw you? I I I have perfected that one, which I feel Very bad exact. about. Exactly, I'm your mother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Man, what? Been... Um, yeah. <laughs> That's Teresa's and boy. I like how everyone's really trying to be nice and be like, "Oh yeah, we we totally remember you." And Pierce doesn't have any of that in him, and he's just, "I've never seen you before in my life." <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah, who are you?" <laughs> but Abed, because Abed pays really close attention to everything he has noticed buddy before and he would be the person to have seen this guy before he sits in the corner next to the dead plant like you mentioned steven and immediately just every line jack black delivers is so like natural for this weird character when he like talks about like he's like oh i have a tendency to melt into the background he really talks with his hands and i don't know he's just really committing it's really funny He's like, oh, I know all you guys from watching you all last semester grow together. <laughs> Which was a nice... It's almost like Jack Black is like the the audience member, right? Like I was he's, just thinking he's that. Us. It's like he's, yeah, someone who's... Which he is. He's That's like, exactly oh, well, let me is. insert myself into the study group. It's, it, it, you know, which, you know, that may have been the whole point, but... We talked one of these recent weeks about, you know, wouldn't it be so cool if we got to, like, go visit the set of the community movie, and we it would be exactly like this. <laughs> be like, and he's got an essay portion. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I would try and rap at Donald Glover 
<laughs> would oh be embarrassing. <laughs> oh, man. You'd be like, hey, Donald, Donald, do Atlanta. Come on, do it. Go ahead, <laughs> yeah. do Atlanta. Hey, Go. Do Atlanta. Yeah. Do Atlanta. We'd be like, hey, Donald, please just record a little thing for our podcast. And he'd be like, please stop. Don't don't put this camera. <laughs> he'd be like, hey, guys, I like, support you. And, you know, good luck. And, and then all, on the I'm show, really we'd busy. be like, that's that was Donald Glover telling us to piss off. Yeah. My good friend Donnie G and I, you know, we go way yeah. back to the streets. Yeah. Me, him and Jolie M just hang out all the time. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of we call they call us the fearsome foursome, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I really like all the I. That was an understatement. I love all of the little flashbacks to previous moments from the first 13 <laughs> episodes or 12 episodes. I'm happy Buddy that I got to relive one of my favorite lines of the first season where Pierce goes, did he say S? Yeah, I didn't think they were going to show the whole moment. I thought it was just going to be Chang saying F, <gasps> F minus. Yeah. So they, they showed off that whole thing. And he said F. <laughs> They cleverly chose scenes that ended right after the moment that we saw. Yeah. Um, I My favorite, of course, is when Britta admits to cheating and... Who cheated? I did it. Oh, wow. Britta cheated? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, we have the, you know, I'm sure I've never watched this Go ahead, you, you take once. this one. Yeah, uh, the dream what, what scene. What happens next? Uh, yeah. There's a, a poignantly shot... Uh, scene with um, the the actors in uh, uh, this this particular scene, um, Allison Brie and Gillian Jacobs uh, portraying uh, cheerleaders um, who uh, you know are in some sort of quarrel about the lack of bra <laughs> that they're wearing, and then they get into a physical altercation. But luckily, there is a pool filled with what appears to be whipped cream, whipped cream? <laughs> um, to, to, to catch their fall, of course. And then they proceed to altercate as Jack Black, who is dressed in a toga crown and eating a burger, um, mm. says that he does not care who wins. You know, thank you so much, Martin, Marvin, <laughs> Martian. For... <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that to – I'm not going to do that to Marvin. Uh <laughs> Yeah, as now I forget what I was even gonna say. Um, as Martin so kindly pointed out, how we gave our thoughtful, honest discussion on religion last week. This week, a very thoughtful, honest uh, discussion on Stephen's most revisited GIF. Who do you think wins? Hmm. Does it really matter? It makes me think of, <laughs> of all things, the sweet life of Zach and Cody. I think like London Tipton and Maddie were fighting and one of the twins is like, this is nice. And then he's like, you know what would make this better? Pudding. And then he gets pudding and then he's like, this is nice. That, I actually do love that scene. So good, good reference there. I was going to say, I totally spaced something I was going to gonna do as my like, hi, I'm Zach. And at the beginning of the episode, so I'm going to just do it right here. Okay. Hi, I'm Zach. And... Give me back my bra, Steven. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and you're listening to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast After Dark. After Dark. We're a whopping two and a half minutes into this episode of the yeah. Community. Uh, yeah, Buddy is quick to, to make clear that, you know, he sleeps a lot in class, so that one might have been a dream. Something that cannot be forgotten here that really stuck out stood out to me 
was Britta's facial expressions throughout this episode at everything Jack Black does. Like, throughout the whole episode, when she's sitting there, every shot of her face is just so great because she's just utterly disgusted with just about everything that he does. Every time I watched this episode, I, I focused a little more on different study group members' faces. I focused on Jeff a lot the first time. I focused on Britta a little bit one of the times. And one of the times I focused a lot on Abed. Abed's are great. Especially after I heard a fun fact about Danny Pudi in this episode that I'll bring up a little bit later. Ooh. Uh, Annie talks about, you know, it's clear that Buddy isn't even there because he, like, wants to join a study group to study for Spanish. Because, you know, they haven't had class yet, and it's the beginning of the semester. They're kind of just getting together to, like, talk about their break and and hang out as friends. And Buddy's (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, okay. I heard it. Let's let's do this. (laughs) And it's kind of like how I feel about you with this podcast, Steven. Because it's really just going to be kind of like a solo thing, and I thought maybe I'd have you on the first one. And every time you're like, yeah, let's do it. Well, yeah, and the problem is that, like, our... Another one. What started is, like, a Zoom test call, so I could kind of, you know, talk you through Audacity because I used it a little more. Um, You were like, press record. Yeah, and then I started talking. Press stop record. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And, and, and thus... The Powerpuff Girls were born! And I also really love how Britta says, yeah, but, uh, and, and Buddy talks over her and says, Well, so, may- uh, <laughs> Sorry, Britta. I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we get one of the best jokes of the entire episode and of the entire first season when he talks about not wanting to throw off the, the, the vibe of everything and then it in the middle of the sentence they've pasted the theme song sequence and right after he finishes the thought he was saying actively throwing off the vibe of the show that was good um i i can you think of any other uh jack black guest guest roles off the top of your head off the top no but i'm sure they're out there he's a popular man in hollywood who's very funny i'm sure he's shown up in many things well there's one in particular that actually stands above as my favorite guest starring by jack black even above this okay and and i mean this in all seriousness i know it's gonna sound like a joke but he <laughs> okay. was on an episode of yo gabba gabba that okay is, no i i vibe with that yeah and it's like all about like he he's like riding his super motorcycle and then he like runs out of gas and so he ends up at the yo gabba gabba place and he's like nervous but he learns about making new friends and sharing and like introducing yourself and like <laughs> it teaches a lot of great lessons and it's fantastic and he sings some great songs does some great dances and if you or like if you have like younger like kids or siblings or even you just yourself want to watch a really enjoyable kind of confusing 20 minutes of (laughs) of children of canadian children's television then check out the jack black episode yeah i totally didn't know that he's also there's an episode of i now remember the last man on earth with will forte oh he's in an episode of that it's pretty funny that seems like a show that he'd be really good on as a guest star yeah did you watch that show that's a pretty solid show i watched the first little bit and did not like it at the beginning but then you informed me that it changes quite a bit and i think i should give it another shot you should um so buddy is just very he's very insistent that he wants to be a part of this group and that he feels like he already knows these people and that they should just let it happen because he's here and he's gonna make it happen and jeff because he's cool chillax and jeff is like well i don't have any rules other than don't worry about rules so come (laughs) on in buddy (laughs) 
and then they really awkwardly like try to high five or something and they just slap each other for a little bit which and is, that's one of the moments where joel has a really big smile on his face that i can just tell they're they're really having fun yeah i almost bet that they were supposed to just like normal high five or something and then jack black did that but uh I, that's actually, when he sings the buddy in around <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like that's what happens every time we try to like greet one another but not do like the handshake is it uh, just ends the, up kind of like that the the thing I love is, okay, so, like, Jack Black in this episode does his Jack Black shtick, and usually when he's in something and does that shtick, he's, like, the cool guy, and people are like, wow, look at that, that guy's cool. Yeah. But in this one, whenever he does it, it's, like, awkward. <laughs> so, like, he sings his Buddy in Around song, and then he, like, raises his eyebrows, like, so, what did you guys think? And everyone's just, like, quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really funny. He's like, oh, okay, that's a miss, let's try again. Uh <laughs> But it's, yeah. So now we're into the, I don't, is newspaper room what you would call it? Is that a, is there a better term for this place of meeting? I'm sure there is, but neither of us are equipped to. <laughs> Jeff shows up for some free Sephora samples, which are clearly not there. And I love how the Dean, like, ambushes him from behind a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah, like, why He's, was like, he hiding? behind a chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ha ha, it was me. This is a really great Dean episode when he shows up and i feel like we say that every time but i think this is one of the first times we get him like really touching jeff's abs uh and then I think he so. like takes his hand away and like goes back for one more because <laughs> <laughs> first he's talking about rubbing exfoliating soap from sephora on him and then he's like an opportunity mm, and goes for a second one <laughs> and he's reviving the greendale school paper and they need a student editor and he really wants to find a way to talk jeff into doing this kind of like when he tried to talk troy into the football team and jeff i see why he wants jeff to do this it it seems like a natural fit yeah i think that you know jeff is somebody who is a clear you know regardless of who he leads leader of people uh (laughs) and he's someone who has shown that he like will help get things done yeah and the dean really needs someone that's not gonna huff the ink it's true. <laughs> which can't be good for you and you know jeff's like well i'm really just trying to take it sleazy this semester i don't want any extra extra like like responsibilities and the dean shows him his his office that he would get which is weird that a student editor would get their own private <laughs> office but it's pretty cool and it's hard to say no to i was thinking this office and outside of it looks a lot like the dean's office and what's outside of that is there any chance that they like rehabbed these sets to look like a different space i was thinking the exact same thing that it looked like an office like used in the show and it was because of the the what's outside of it i was like oh they've been there before so they probably just built it in a different spot Hmm. or like put that in Hmm. that space Jeff's really excited to see a desk that doesn't have Zeppelin rules carved in it, which is a joke that might be a little on the lame side, because, um, like, who's carving that in a desk in 2009? But they've probably had these desks since the 70s, yeah. so someone probably did it a long time ago. And also, I feel like the people that would be carving into the desk at community college are probably the ones who would carve Zeppelin rules into it. 
Well, we come from a, a sad, dystopian Midwest wasteland. Where, <gasps> where Zeppelin people... rules was probably carved into many a desk at our school. No, I was going to say where people aren't carving stuff like Zeppelin rules into a, into a desk. That's true. Ours had like swastikas. They're, and That's the, what I was going to yeah. say. They're carving swastikas and, <laughs> and penises and, and yeah. There was a shocking amount of swastikas carved into things in our school experience. Public restrooms in general are a disgusting place to be but yeah i promise you something that's in most men's rooms that's probably not in most women's rooms is like you're standing at the urinal you're doing your business you're browsing what people have scribbled onto the wall just for entertainment it's like swastika 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 someone's number mm-hmm. for, uh, for yeah for a good time <laughs> Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, yeah, Jeff gets one of my personal laugh out loud favorite jokes of the episode. They're talking about Jeff getting an English credit for <laughs> for for doing this uh, newspaper thing, and and Jeff has a great line where he where he so cleverly misuses English in a joking manner, and anyone who doesn't think this joke is funny. <laughs> What about them? What about them, Zach? Julie, I vote to evict Stephen. Who's the host of Big Brother Canada? Arissa Cox. Arissa, I vote to evict Zach. How did you get on Big Brother Canada? That's pretty cool. Yeah, I have some strings. I'm, I got so, it in tight with DJ Lance Rock of Yo Gabba Gabba, who's a good friend Jeff? of uh, um, um, Anisha. Anissa. Club. Mm, Alinsa. Alin- <laughs> yes, Alinsa. That's definitely someone's name. So as soon as Jeff uh, accepts this editor job, the dean's instantly like, all right. And he brings in a couple like cronies from the newspaper class to or the journalism class to to like be told what to do by Jeff. Mm-hmm. And Abed comes in as well. And I love the Abed says, Jeff, I need to take your picture. And Jeff just like, without being prompted, <laughs> puts his hand, puts his like chin on his, on his fists and holds the phone and smiles in a real cute pose. <laughs> he had that pose so ready. I love it. So here's the Danny Pudi fun fact. I'll go ahead and mention it now. All of these scenes, they filmed all of these scenes in the, in the like journalism area in one day. And Danny Pudi had like a terrible fever. Really? And they said he was just throwing up all day, and it just got worse and worse as the day went on. And you cannot tell. The man is such a champ. No, so you can't. deep into the character of Abed that it's just Abed shines through. It's not wow. in his voice. It's not in his face. It's, it's not there. That's impressive. Jeff is trying to take it sleazy, but all of a sudden he has a bunch of people coming at him asking what to do. And so uh, one of the dudes hands him, like, his paper on the school's new water heater that looks really thick. <laughs> like, a lot of pages <laughs> it really about does. this water heater. And Jeff literally gives it the, the exact definition of a once-over and says, You got chops, kid. <laughs> you your talent on a biggest story. Yeah. Which I think is pretty funny. Pizza Wars. Who's got the best? Go get me some pizza. All of this is kind of, like cool guy jeff taking it over on everyone but it's so silly and well-intentioned that i'll give it a pass exactly and i like it because i see it as instead of jeff taking it seriously and be like okay let's get this done you do this you do this it's more like cool guy jeff is like ah oh, i'll edit your little paper for you hey you go get me a pizza hey watch the scoop yeah see? yeah i really like it uh, Annie, Annie. Okay, so there's a, a, a young woman who's a reporter, and 
Jeff sends her to go to the liquor store that he thinks will sell to underage people to get him some beer. And that prompts Annie to be like, how am I supposed to not tell on you for that? That's such an awful thing. And Jeff jumps on that and is like, well, now you're my ace reporter. <laughs> and she was That's like, after you got the, it, dude. I'm on it. After they have the crossword editing conversation. Mm-hmm. When, and I love her delivery when she's like, <laughs> because I love crosswords. She's so happy about it. But now she loves the streets as the ace news hound. <laughs> Hey, and even though she may love the streets, she's not for the streets. Yes, and after she leaves to go work on that, Abed keeps likening Jeff to Hawkeye, which I can only assume is an Avengers reference. Yeah, Jeremy Renner, and, it's the haircut. <laughs> and how Annie is Hot Lips. I know that Hot Lips is one of the female characters on MASH, and I don't know, some stuff about MASH that I don't know. And feel free to make me feel terrible about it. Uh, sorry for not being 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to be very mad at that comment. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I feel like, though, MASH, like, it's like Bonanza, you know? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, I think of it in that era of being. Like, if, if like it's always on, but I'm not going to watch it. I feel like MASH might be a little bit more accessible and entertaining to a modern audience than something like Bonanza would. But Hey, I'm... you speak for yourself. I love a good Western. Yeah, I have no interest in Westerns, really, so that's probably why. Oh. Jeff leans back in his chair, and he's all for this, and he says, you know what, Abed, of all of your weird pop culture uh, things that you've adopted, this is my favorite. And Abed really wants Jeff to call him Radar. He want, I assume that's like a sidekick of sorts on MASH, and... And Jeff says he'll do it when he earns it, which sets up for a nice moment later in the episode. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about radar. I like data from it's ha- the It's Goonies. like how people find stuff when they're in the ocean. They use... They use... <laughs> yeah, like in Goonies. I've never seen the Goonies. Stop. Yeah. Collaborate and listen. All right. So we're going to watch the Goonies. We're going to do a We podcast, have a DVD but... of it. And that's like on the top of the list of things that Lily wants me to watch. Good. And I always say like, we'll get to it. And we will get to it. But we haven't gotten to it. The Goonies holds up really well. It's not Goonies and Sandlot that for I'm me not going like to like as much because I didn't see it when I was a kid. It still no. holds up as an adult. Okay. It holds up. Okay. Next, we get one of the most ridiculous scenes in the entire episode and probably maybe the most ridiculous in the entire series so far and i love it very much um (laughs) senior chang who i can see in this higher def version of the episode that i'm watching was born in 1969 has passed away yeah it's uh real unfortunate and i hate that they killed off his character this early (laughs) yeah yeah it felt like they were just starting to get to know what they could do with them yeah They talk about, it's like this really kind woman who's like telling the class that he's passed away and explains that, you know, you should all feel better because he did not suffer when his moped (laughs) hit the side of that Arby's. (laughs) Shirley is so sad, but best semester ever. Also, what a terrible thing for Shirley to say if she thinks he's dead. Steven, yes, it's terrible, but if you had a teacher that you hated and beginning of class found out that they died one of your thoughts and things that you would say to your pals is thank god listen i'll say it's bad that i had a spanish teacher that i hated and this spanish teacher was very ill and when they left you said all this (laughs) i did okay so 
Let I he among us without sin be the first to condemn. <laughs> Listen, I will retract the stone that I cast. Chang bursts into the classroom with a leather jacket, <laughs> cool shades, and a big old box. <laughs> He's like, beat it to this actress who is clearly paid and I assume asks to do this every semester when he gets a new class. <laughs> or when a class moves on. I don't know. He's like, that was a professional actress. Ken doesn't get a lot to do in this episode, but his delivery of... I'm a man who can never die. (laughs) He's like the freaking Highlander, and I love it. It's so great. It's so funny. And he's just so, like, serious about it. (laughs) He's like, and this has been your first taste of Spanish one o dos. He takes a big old bite out of Annie's brain... (laughs) Because <laughs> he's going to get all in their cervezas He's going to get all in the cervezas <laughs> arr, 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 arr. I love Why does Annie continue to sit in the front seat? Yeah, it's a new class Well, Because you know, you know exactly why Annie has to sit in the front seat She yeah. probably sits right there in every class I love that Chang has even gone so far to have a rap song produced To play And I love how he just Turns on the song, puts his fists up, and keeps them there <laughs> as nobody reacts to this. Do you think it was the poo poo pee pee guy? It is. They, That's they a... can confirm. Can confirm. Chang, and I can't be killed. <laughs> I, I like turns the song. around and says, Saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the song, the Chang. Chang! Abed probably made a, made a film about it. His community oh, college sure. chronicles, probably so we with knew the it same was going to happen. Probably. So now we see Buddy. We see his desk, and I like how all of this scene so far they framed it so you couldn't see that row of desks. Yeah. And now we pan out a little farther, and Buddy's there. It's like, hey guys, see you in study group. <laughs> and everyone's, <laughs> everyone's like, how can we make this not happen? Poor Buddy, because at this point, he's just a nice, lonely... He's just a nice guy. But nice and harmless in appearance. Yeah. And And he sees a group of of bonded individuals and wants to be a part of it. This is one of the first episodes that shows a negative side of the study group where they are very close-minded towards other people. There are definite episodes in the future where it's like, to everyone else, the study group are terrible. And they see them as awful. They're like, why do they always hog, hog that one study room? And and there's an episode, oh, I think it's the Law & Order episode in season three where they have to, like, do one-on-one science team-ups and one of them mm-hmm. ends up with that guy, Todd, and they, yeah. like, drive him insane. It, it just shows that the study group, kind of like the gang and It's Always Sunny, is pretty destructive to anyone who's not a part of them. Well, in those, both of those, I'm sure, probably borrow a little bit of this idea from Seinfeld, mm. who their whole thing is, like, you... Like, how much how you you said you haven't watched a whole lot of Seinfeld, right? I'm just outing myself a lot today. I've seen like the first two seasons of Seinfeld, and I know now that I'm a little bit older, I'm probably ready for it. Yeah, so I liked it a lot, and I would list. like it, and I like it now more being older because there are so many jokes I didn't get as a kid. As much as I love It's Always Sunny, and I feel like Seinfeld is very very similar to that show, I think I'll love it. Yeah, but in that show, at some point, the gang, uh, the the crew, the gang, whatever you want to call them. Um, basically is put on trial for being terrible. And so a, a bunch of people basically list their grievances against them. That Yeah, that's the series finale. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. 
um, you'd seen that part. So Although uh, we don't, ah, I guess I haven't watched it super recently. Is it still? Do we watch Seinfeld? Because I like Jerry Seinfeld, but I don't like the guy who plays Kramer. Mm, I think that's. It's. I think that's a case of like I don't know. I feel like it's Kramer being a character on Seinfeld and the actor being problematic is different than Bill Cosby being the creator and star of the Cosby yeah, Show. Yeah, Cosby and, Show, and that's, that's true. that was a great show, but that's pretty impossible to watch without that being yeah. on your mind. I think Seinfeld maybe it'll maybe it'll be hard not to think about it, but I think the show speaks for itself. I also think that Kramer is least funny of the three guys, so hmm. At least, I th- well, George is my favorite character on the show, but I digress. So basically, they're all hanging out in the Spanish room after everyone's left talking about how they don't think they should bring Buddy into the groove. He's, he's going to throw off everybody's everybody's groove. You know, Abed thinks he could be he could be an asset with his musical nature. Britta brings up, you know, he's probably got jars waiting for our genitals, which gives... I think this is the first episode that Troy has some lines given in that Troy delivery that don't 100% land. Mm-hmm. When here when he's like, yo, I need my genitals. It's like a little funny, but it's not as funny as what he usually says. No, it was one of those like, oh, I'm Troy. I know a lot about sex lines, but like it, it just wasn't nearly as funny as any of the other ones. Right. Jeff has a good line when he's like, you know, who you guys sound like me from last semester. Cynical elitist rakishly good looking thank you thank you <laughs> i did like that quite a bit jeff and abed are one of my favorite relationships friendships in the whole series yeah and yeah i think anytime jeff and abed get a storyline or i don't know they've just got mutual respect yeah i i think that they're just a really cute friendship just overall mm-hmm. uh so shirley suggests that they should get together and talk about like membership policies and whether or not people are allowed and who's allowed and who isn't allowed. And Jeff is just unwilling to touch it. He's like, don't listen to me. I'm just loosey-goosey, not dealing with problems. And this is when, after he says that his new job is hanging out, having fun and cracking wise, the <laughs> moment where Britta's like, well, what if I just decided that was my job all of a sudden? And everyone <laughs> just laughs. Ha, 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 ha. I think, ugh, I know they're... Mean-spirited jokes against Britta is kind of the the thing, and the character becomes someone who makes why they would do that a little more clear. Yeah. But I don't think we're there yet, and this felt harsh. It did. The only thing about the scene and that I liked was I liked... Them. Yeah, totally. But I what liked like? um, Troy's expression when he laughed was really funny, because it's like, like Troy like really like pushed out, like, ha-ha-ha type of laugh. But I... Yeah, I didn't laugh at this a single time this is one of the two or three that didn't weren't it for me chief it didn't rub me that wrong until now i'm really thinking about it uh the mm-hmm. thing i like about it is pierce he watches everybody else laugh for a while yeah and then he laughs like way too late like he, he doesn't quite get why everyone's laughing at Brita, <laughs> but he knows he's supposed to i feel like troy's the same way he's like everyone's laughing and i'm cool i gotta yeah. smile really big so everyone is exiting the study room, still laughing over Britta being lame, I guess. And Annie stops Jeff and has a really lame line about, I hope you have raisins because I've got a major scoop. Oh, my God. And this is when we bring up the Tony Braxton concert. There was going to be a free Tony Braxton concert, which I'd imagine she's an artist who 
has a little more, you know, fan base than someone who would come to a free concert at a community college. If only slightly, She's but not yes. Green Day. <laughs> She's not. And Jeff's like, you don't need to remind me. He totally knows it's happening, and he's going to go. This is when they bring up that they, like, shifted the time of the concert, and they sent out a text chain to announce the concert time change to everyone, and someone, most likely the dean, only sent this message to the black students on campus and one French student named LeBron. (laughs) Which is interesting because I guess that means the dean just like went through all the names and picked out the black ones. (laughs) It looks like it. And got them all right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) maybe I just like to think maybe the dean knows his students very well, except for LeBron, the French I'd like exchange. to know his story. I'd like to mm-hmm. see from LeBron, the French exchange student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're just talking about how this is unacceptable. And also, this is a problem that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because the dean just could have announced it over the loudspeakers like he does everything. Yeah, totally. But You're correct. Annie says, nobody's that stupid, right? And I give the dean too much credit because he definitely is that stupid. She calls the number from the text chain, which is literally the dean's phone number. Well, and here's what I'm going to say to that regard. The Jeff got a text from the dean earlier that day that was a number he didn't recognize, right? Asking him to, to be the editor. So couldn't he, when Annie's like, I can't figure out who this is, been like, oh, let me look at that number. And then be like, oh, hey, it's the same anonymous number that texted. Maybe there's no reason to think that. Okay, let's see you write a better episode, okay? I'll, let's see you put pen to paper. <laughs> who gives you the right to what do you think your your job is to is to is to pick apart this show yeah bit by bit piece by piece until i crumble it so the dean in his office when he gets this call and he's trying to question (laughs) him he's trying on a dalmatian costume yeah and very sadly has to put it to the side once the phone rings and he pulls an ian duncan from the pilot when he understands the situation immediately from Annie yelling at him and goes, wrong number, wrong number. <laughs> and the funniest part of this is he puts the phone down and like looks at it for like 10 seconds. And he's like, eh, eh, eh. no, no, that was good. That, that did it. <laughs> I feel like we've all done that before. Yeah. I've definitely been on the phone trying to probably when I was a little bit younger, like with my parents and trying to like spill some story to them and I'm like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And I hang up the phone. I'm like, that didn't work. That didn't work. I'm like, nah, it worked. I'm sure it worked. <laughs> I know. I like, I'm like, okay, okay. She bought it. Cut to the study room. Annie's explaining the situation to everybody and says he can't hide forever, which I don't know. The dean, I don't know. You slipping up, man. Your reverse racism is, is, is showing. Yeah, it was a little, uh, you know, <laughs> he knew his target audience, I guess. Yeah, but now we're buddying around, so we're over that for the time being. Um, Everyone, like, whenever they try to have a conversation or whenever they try to study or or talk about anything, Buddy is just, like, inserting himself into it super awkwardly. First, he, like, really thanks them from the bottom of his heart for letting (laughs) them— He gives himself a hard time whenever he misspeaks. He says, like— I just want to say thank you guys real much. Real much? Bleh. Thank you guys very much for this. This this must have been what I sounded like to Joel McHale. 
He's like, now let's study some Spanish. And as soon as anyone even starts a sentence, like, like Andy's like, oh, so we conjugate the verb. And he's immediately like, conjugate, conjugal, visit. Boo. Just being like silly and nobody yeah. laughs or, or picks up on it. Which it's it's like when, when Pierce said if someone's any crazier, they'd give them one of those Grammy awards. You know, like if Jeff was saying this, everyone would be losing their shit. Yeah. Oh, totally. He'd be like, more like conjugal visit, am I right, Britta? Ha ha. And everyone would laugh. But he like laughs at his own joke. It's like, oh, okay, lame. Stick it and move. Stick it and move. <laughs> and, and Annie starts talking about her portion of the essay that they have to write, which which brings up Buddy's, Annie's got an essay portion. portion. Annie's going to move her luscious fanny. <laughs> And I like how Jeff's immediate reaction to that is like, hey, guys, Buddy can sing, huh? And this is when we get one of the most memed uh, sentences of dialogue in all of community history when yeah. Jeff gets up in, in Buddy's ear and says, <laughs> That's great. And he's pretty young. We try not to sexualize her. <laughs> like really quiet so no one hears him because you know he's had to tell himself that many times. Oh, yeah. And you know that the – it's such a funny joke too because, I mean, how often in the show do they – have Annie purposely wear, you know, a low cut shirt when she tries to get Jeff to do something or something like that, you know. Not quite yet. That's true. Other than the debate episode when she like let herself go a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um I think it works even more if we're looking at Buddy as a as an audience like transplant end of the episode. Because you know (laughs) that there are just legions of of men like Buddy who would specifically watch the show to to sexualize the actresses. Yeah. (laughs) Scumbags. Yeah, who would ever do that? <laughs> he's, and but he's like, you know what, guys, whatever. It, it, it it's your study group, and I know you don't want to like be told what to do, but I have some ideas on how on how this could be better. <laughs> and I love the way he delivers his suggestion that they all start saying, "You go, girl." When he like throws it out there, then he immediately defends it. He's like, you know, not in a way that's like, you know, oh, I'm so cool. The like you go, pose girl. he does when he says that is hilarious. All of his speaking with his hands, Jack Black, in this episode is very funny. I think he's hilarious. Like, everything he does, he eats up in this episode. Yeah, so good. And this is when he mentions that, you know, he's 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 Paul Blart Marl Cop. <laughs> and he asks oh. if anyone saw that. The only person who did was Abed, who slyly puts it, like, just... Which, just how like, dare they? Because the first Paul Blart Mall Cop is really enjoyable. Don't, don't... I'm the okay. type of chick you like to chew up on my bubble gum. Is that from that? Yeah. Steven, don't question me because I don't have Paul Blart Mall Cop memorized like you. You don't? There's the whole scene about the Mustangs and the cars and the... the. <laughs> I almost called her the... <laughs> have you watched... Okay. And the, the girl from Glee. I almost called her the MLA girl because Ooh. that's... <laughs> the um, mouth like um, anus girl. What? From the league. The You're league. So I thought you said Glee. I've well, never seen the league. She is on Glee. I've she's never seen uh, the, the 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 main woman, not the the like guidance counselor. She the girl that. Yeah, she's I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, guidance what's her name? counselor. This is. Uh, I actually know the actress's name is Jessalyn like Gilsig. Okay, yeah, I really like that actress. Yeah, she's good in a lot of stuff. She was in a couple episodes of How I Met Your Mother. 
anyway, this is when Buddy's really trying to show his his worth to the group, and he's like, I'm fat and I'm physical, and you need someone like that. He's like, I'm strong and I can kick. That's when he shows off that glorious high kick, and it's such a well-framed shot of him kicking <laughs> Jeff in the face. And Jeff is trying so hard to be, like, chill and and supportive of Buddy, and his line of, oh, oh, because Buddy is so, I'm so sorry, Jeff. And Jeff's like, oh, it's just a little nosebleed. I just get them when it's dry or when my face gets kicked. <laughs> Buddy walks off to get some paper towels to clean up Jeff, which which gets Jeff to finally be like, okay, did someone say something about a meeting to discuss member policy? He's ready to get this guy out of here. Yeah, And I and, like how – go ahead. And I think after this, it's kind of warranted. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he's, he's kicked you in the face. And so far, like, they've just been nice. Yeah. Like, they could have always been, like, we're good, man. I like while Jeff's, like, saying that about having a meeting, Buddy is pacing back and forth behind the window of the study group, like, what did I do? Such an idiot, idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of back there freaking out. After the commercial, now we're in that room that Jeff learned how to fight in, and they're discussing Buddy's potential group membership. I think this scene is very funny. I do too. I I love that. Well, my favorite thing about this episode, other than Jack Black, is that it's the whole group together the whole time. It's not yeah. like everyone going on adventure. This is the entire group dealing with something together, and I think it's really nice to that. That's what they did for like their return to the season. Yeah, you know? and there's even like the subplot with Abed, Jeff, and Annie that fits pretty seamlessly. That it's like going on at the same time. <laughs> so Britt is really kind of the the leader of the get rid of, of Buddy movement. Pierce is the one who's like, I think we should keep Buddy. <laughs> Pierce has given it a lot of thought, and he likes his in your face style. And if by in your face he means in Jeff's face with his foot, <laughs> Troy can't stop thinking about his high kick. <laughs> his ratio of girth to hip flexibility is mesmerizing. <laughs> Which is such a great line. Yeah, and it goes into a great Troy and Abed moment when Abed likes the idea of ironically saying, you go, girl. And then he and he and Troy both say ironically, you go, girl. You go, girl. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we should start doing that. I think so, too. I like it. If we're making songs for all the segments, it should be like, and now it's time for the MVP award at the end of the episode where we pick our favorite uh, character and tell them you go girl you go girl we'll, we'll, we'll Sync workshop those up. it yeah. we'll workshop it <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll CGI it and post there we go for our so, watchers Britta isn't, isn't on this she doesn't want to add buddy so she's like what you're going to just add in everybody who can kick if we're gonna, and Shirley has a funny runner of like, if we're gonna let people in the group, I think we should consider my friend Gary. And they pick, they paint a really interesting picture of who this Gary man is. He grew up in Finland without sun. Um, he wears baggy clothes. Um, he's really boring, but it, he doesn't get the humor because of being raised in Finland. It's great. Also, little side note here, um, as of recording this. Today is Yvette Nicole Brown's birthday, so happy birthday, Yvette! Yeah. I know you're listening um, over an hour into the episode, so yeah, uh, we're recording this episode a little earlier in the week than we normally do. So yeah, happy birthday, Yvette! Oh, a week ago, happy birthday about a week ago. 
So Annie says, we're just going to let any good time Charlie with the song in his heart into the group. I'm he- sorry, the line is any bong ripping good time Charlie with well, a song Steven, in his heart? Steven, sometimes I paraphrase because everybody's seen the episode. They know the lines. I'm not here to read the script. All right. Line. Annie wants to institute hazing. Abed really briefly mentions the right stuff a novel but it gets cut off before he gets to go any further with it i don't know anything about the right stuff so I, I don't, don't either was... the only right stuff i know is the new kids on the block song the right stuff it makes me think of that uh it's the scene in always sunny where it's like sean combs and he's playing it on the bass yeah yeah Pierce is ready for new blood because he's getting sick of Abed's pop culture references before he can finish talking about the book that he mentioned and his cigarette-legged jeans. (laughs) But Gary wears loose-fitting jeans, so we're all good there. (laughs) Thank God. He grew up in a land without sun, I think is a really funny funny line. Everyone starts shouting over each other. I like how... We're getting a lot more of those where the group, like, someone says something that sets everyone over the edge and they all yell about it. And for whatever reason, this time it was he grew up in a land without sun. Everyone <laughs> has loud opinions about that. <laughs> I love it. That's what, what pushed them over the edge. Jeff really is being cool. And while everyone's worked up, he kind of sideways says to Britta, it's like, take a vote. And Britta thinks that they'll all vote him in. But Jeff knows the people better and says that they won't. So Britta decides to try it. I, I wish that Jeff like got to keep this cool guy persona a little longer because I think it would make him a more effective leader of the group. Yeah, you're right. And it gives us a really funny scene where everyone's covering their eyes to raise their hand to vote, <laughs> but they won't know the result. So say your vote out loud, but we'll know each other's voices. And <laughs> Pierce says, well, Troy's got a point responding to Shirley. <laughs> that was a really funny line. That was a funny line. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Jeff is, you know, he's, his shtick is getting harder to keep up, so he makes up that, that new story about the, the guy who went nuts and killed his entire driver's ed class with a meat tenderizer, and that's all everyone needs to hear. You know, Shirley says, we have to be careful, and they all immediately vote, and nobody wants Buddy. Poor Buddy. <laughs> Poor Buddy. I like to think that, I don't know, I guess Jeff just pulled that story out of his ass, but what if it was true, and what if it was Buddy? And the reason we never see the rest of the cool study group is because he killed them with a meat tenderizer, but Starburns got away. You know... And that's when Starburns' meth problem began. <laughs> to forget the the slain Owen Wilson. Why don't you take that to the uh, r slash community... Nah, they don't like when I post there. They're like, we get it, you have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) They said, sorry, no spam. Jeff is pleased as punch that his plan worked and that he's able to, even when he's being cool guy Jeff, kind of manipulate these people. Now we cut back to the newspaper room, because I don't know what else to call it. I imagine this is a MASH reference. Abed has a really cool thing jerry-rigged to pour Jeff's martinis and calls him out for making up the news story to get rid of Buddy. Yeah, I think that's got to be a mass reference, but it's very cool. Um, yeah, very now, cool. It ha- reminds me of Gale on Breaking Bad. He uses yeah. a, a situation like that for coffee. Oh, Gale. Uh, but 
I think that, you know, Jeff here, I didn't really mind him making up a story. I think, yeah, it's wrong. You shouldn't have lied to your friends. I think they maybe would have voted, wouldn't have voted him in anyway. If he had just been like, hey, the dude kicked me in the face and yeah. I don't really want him around. And I think you don't have the votes because with the three women voting no and Jeff voting no, it would have been enough to keep him out. But I think that... This sounds like me talking about Big Brother with people. (laughs) The votes aren't there, man. The votes aren't there. And you don't have the votes. Uh, But I do think that it was effective. Jeff Jeff knows the group, and Jeff knows what would make the group react Hmm. in a way that would do what you know, is, is quote unquote best for them. I think a lot of the time, you know, like we said, Jeff has the ability to control them. And I think sometimes he influence the, it influences them to do what he deems is like best for them. Hmm. Abed really puts it best. He has a great line when he says, you put your thumb on the scale, but you did it with a smile and you did it so you could keep smiling. You're Hawkeye. Who? I don't know. Isn't my favorite of the Avengers, but Jeremy Renner's all right, I guess. He, he wasn't was fine. wasn't wasn't he the replacement for Matt Damon in the Bourne movies? Wasn't was it a Jeremy Renner Bourne movie? There was. The I saw it in the theater. I I bet you did. <laughs> was that was that the double feature on our American Sniper double date? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> so yeah, Jeff is just chilling out, with a piece of pizza, and thinks that everything's gonna be a lot better and more chill for him especially if buddy is out of the picture cue dean pelton yelling at annie in the room adjacent to jeff's office saying i am not racist (laughs) he texted people to let them know tony (laughs) braxton was playing early and he only had (laughs) so many text messages left before his rate tripled and it happened to be the same number of black people that go to greendale so he was just economical (laughs) <laughs> what's your take on that what do you the think the economical racial profiling is 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 a funny joke i mean I obviously the dean shouldn't racial profile or whatever but it's funny it's it was right funny. that's the funniest joke that came out of that whole cause, idea because here's the truth if a college it had a tony braxton concert like that there'd yeah. be nobody white there yeah i wouldn't go there wouldn't be there'd hardly be anybody black there like, i don't even know when it is and i've already got plans that <laughs> night. i'm just kidding now i feel like i need to look up her music you should. The dean says racial profiling may not be right, but it can be economical. <laughs> and there's a funny Annie line when she's asking about the article she's writing and says, would you prefer if I refer to you as imbecile or incompetent? And Jim Rash delivers his line really funnily, and he's like, I'd prefer incompetent, but what I really want. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, and it was such a good dean line. Yeah, Annie's such a great, like, gumshoe investigative reporter. She you is. Know? She's so on the trail. It's very wholesome and sweet. Yeah, Annie is essentially the, you know, 19-year-old version of, you know, Nancy Drew. Like, she, like, she is that type of character that could have been written in, like, a junior high detective novel. After Annie leaves, the Dean kind of, like, runs to Jeff to so he'll rescue him from just across the room and says, I'm the least racist person in the world. I love love this line jeffrey i am the least racist person in the world my best friend when i was six years old was a black man (laughs) oh that really just (laughs) 
that really shades in an interesting uh, it really an interesting does picture of what the dean's upbringing was like and how it might have helped lead him to be the man he is today you know because <laughs> he did totally like has nothing to do with the fact that it was a black man but what he's totally saying is that he got like molested as a kid yeah it's like an, un- it's like an uncle jack uncle jack situation. yep <laughs> I think that's really funny. The nice man. I can't be racist. I hung out with an old man when I was a kid all the time. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> that's one of my biggest laughs in the episode. And it's how Jim Rash says these things, too, that make them so funny. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've, I've learned my lesson. I've got unlimited texting now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really important to him that Annie doesn't run this story because he'll lose his job, and his job is literally the only thing he has, and Jeff will be able to convince Annie. So, I don't know. Jeff is going to have to come out of his his relaxed shell a little bit. Yeah, and Jeff even says, he's like, well, maybe I can... Try cracking wise. Yeah, crack the wise with her. The dean backs off and leaves. And as that happens, Jeff is like nodding to himself, feeling pleased about himself. And Abed underscores the moment by humming the theme from MASH. Let's hear a couple bars of it, Steven. You know the words. Oh, the MASH theme song? Yeah, I'll sing it. Uh, Mashed potato, mashed potato. Mashed These potato, days mashed are potato. us. Mashed These potato. mashy days are yours and mine. Potato, mashy potato. days. Here's a story of a mashy mash mash. Of the U.S. Army. Yeehaw and hot lips and Maverick, I'm Yeehaw. assuming. Yeehaw. Hawkeye. And Hawkeye and the <laughs> captain and don't forget the Sarge. I'm going to say what Jeff says to Abed and say, that's enough. <laughs> uh, Annie and Jeff are walking into the study room talking about Annie's predicament, saying it's not quite Watergate. And this is the first time they mentioned that Annie's goal is to transfer to a better college, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense and kind of a, a thread that's returned to at several points in the series where Annie reveals that she might leave and it's hard for the study group. Yeah, uh, They just kind of mention it casually here. And Annie's hoping she can apply for journalism scholarships because no one will care that she went to rehab if they think she's a writer. <laughs> which makes sense when they're like, oh, it was just her her learning period (laughs) yeah and annie throws back something at jeff that he said earlier in the episode that you know they're in greendale they can do anything right we didn't mention that moment earlier but but he does say that to her yeah (laughs) now we start hearing the underscore of buddy's i'm sorry song which is really pretty his guitar work is really nice it was truly lovely sorry i'm sorry i'm so damn sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry didn't anyone tell Buddy he was out? I guess we thought you would. And I'm sure Jack Black just whipped up his guitar and nailed that out. Improv. Mm-hmm. He's a Grammy. Well, I'm sure he has a Grampy, too. Boo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, if anybody's... For tenacious, for tenacious D? Yeah. Interesting. Good for him. Right? It's pretty cool. Both of them. My lord, my lady, he says to Jeff and Annie, he's literally the audience in a person. He's calling out the ship that everybody has. He says, you missed my apology song. And I love Britta's reaction when he, she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell them about it later. <laughs> so you know, she's got a ton to say and a ton of shit to talk to Jeff. But he really apologizes 
to Jeff, and he's so sorry about the other day. And I love how it just as soon as Jeff says, buddy, yesterday the group took a vote. <laughs> so the group took a vote. And Buddy just immediately just just starts crying and puts his head down. And Jack's playing of it is very funny. And the way Joel takes or Jeff takes a second and is like, and he seemed to have figured out the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, just I think so- it's just sobbing. Yeah, Jack Black just plays this whole scene so well. Was it the high kick? Was it you go, girl? <laughs> so my and- hardest laugh of the entire episode is when he's like saying he made them the what non-dairy non-gmo lemon squares with his hands the way he like grabs at the air with his hands when he gestures at that (laughs) and when it cuts to pierce (laughs) he's covered in sugar i'm sure chevy hated when they made him do that i also like when he's like you guys think you're so cool and everyone's like no no we don't think we're cool and troy's like yeah just a bit because he thinks he's so awesome so the group has to be at least a little awesome yeah i love how on a dime but he turns from crying to angry when he slaps his hand on the table on his book. He's like, I didn't put myself out there for you. I laid my soul bare. Yells at them. <laughs> Pierce gives him a nice tip to maybe use a little bit less sugar next time he makes the lemon bars. Oh, okay. That's when that happens then. That made me, yeah, I, that's okay. I laughed so hard. And Buddy's just not willing to leave. He's going to sit there and either they can, they can, work around him or they can go find another study room which is so petty have you ever been in any type of situation like this where you've wanted to like excise somebody out of a group yes me too do you have any stories you'd like to share i'll just say that in the times that it's happened it's very awkward because normally it's a situation where like at least for me i've always like cared about the person i'm trying to be like all right you got you got to go or like this like can't be it's always tough to tell somebody that they're excluded from something especially when you care about the person's feelings it's just always awkward you're talking about me right i have sent you message after message telling you that i don't want to do this show with you and i don't know how else to get it through i guess uh, i've written letters i've talked to your mother i've talked to lily receiving an email uh asking him to come hop on board I talked to your grandparents. I said, I know you listen to this show every week. You hear them. You hear how bad it is for me. And they say, oh, he are you on Zach's show? <laughs> uh, so, so Buddy totally calls out Jeff and says like, oh, but you, you, you're the puppet master. And you just control all of these people, which everyone immediately is like shouting over each other. Oh, he doesn't control us. We're our own people. And Jeff, for the first time, pulls out like his little hand movement that gets everybody to stop talking. Yeah, that was... Um, I was like, oh, Jeff. They use that in the Chicken Fingers episode mm-hmm. as, a, as a way to show as he's losing control of the group. But right now, we're firmly in a period where he's got total control of the group. Yeah. He's in the driver's seat of the, of the MASH-mobile. Am I getting closer to the plot of the show? Jeff... Just like the the fight with Mike last week, he tries time and time again to like smooth things over and not have to have it lead to any type of of anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Buddy, just be reasonable and leave." <laughs> to which Buddy says, "Make me Hitler." <laughs> yeah, I really commend Jeff because he, he tries his best through all of this to just like turn the other cheek and just be like, "Okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna study some Spanish. We're gonna like, we're gonna do this." Yeah, try getting that deal from Hitler. 
They all open up their books, and Buddy's also like, I'm studying with you. Jeff says, no, you're not. But he puts his whole pen in – Buddy puts his whole pen in his mouth, and Jeff is just, just being – annoyed to the bone by this dude. He's like, okay, everyone stops studying immediately. Everyone does what he says and closes their Spanish book. And it's just like, how can we get through this dude that go, leave? I didn't tell my story. Um, so school trip, freshman year to Kings Island. We write on a piece of paper the people we want on our group to Kings Island. And a kid, were we in, a were kid, in groups together? No, this was in like Mrs. Andis's choir class. Ah, I don't think we had that class together. No, but I don't the band think was I knew on you in my trip. freshman year. Okay. Um, and this, like, kind of nerdy kid that none of us were that crazy about, not saying that we weren't, but he, like, wrote his name on our group after we had, like, finalized our group. It was, like, a paper on the wall. Oh, no. And we saw that he was going to be in our group, and we were all really unhappy about it. So I, oh, God, this is really bad. I erased his name from our group and wrote it on another one. You know, while we can sit here and and be like, yeah, that's awful. I wouldn't do that. Or like, oh, that was bad. I think, yeah, maybe it wasn't the nicest thing to do. They're just like, how can we get through this guy's skull that he is not welcome and we don't want him in this group? Just like, uh, and I, I, I should, I should, I should clarify. I was the one who was erased out of the Kings Island. Group. <laughs> he... I wasn't. I wasn't the one doing the eraser. That's why I didn't remember him being in the group because I wrote his name in the another group. <laughs> so Buddy just starts speaking in Spanish like really obnoxiously and loudly over everyone else. And I love the way he pronounces all of the words. <laughs> like, ¿Dónde estás la biblioteca? I can't roll my R's, but he rolls his R's twice on, on the Spanish word for restaurant. <laughs> Restaurante. There you go. There you go. And everyone's just... God, this is awkward. Let's make this end. And that's when the beautiful thing happens. Jeff drags, tries to drag him by the chair out of the study room, and 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 Buddy climbs on top of the table, just just holding on for dear life. And Jeff slides him as he like rug burns, wood burns on the desk, pulling his pants down, pulling this grown man off of the study table. <laughs> Troy and, and Pierce's reactions are so good through here. Yeah, Jeff just totally drags him. He, like, goes limp and stretches his arms out all the way, which is a really funny visual. <laughs> and he just gets dragged out of the room yelling and screaming while everyone outside the study room watches. Funny aside about this, so they recorded all of Jack Black's scenes in one day. Um, I guess I guess the underwear that Jack Black was wearing were just, like, the underwear he was wearing that day. <laughs> and a lot of this, like, all that was in the script was, like, he gets dragged out of the room. And they came up with a lot of this on the fly while they filmed it. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, drag, getting the right shot of dragging him off the table and 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 getting the, the underwear in the shot the right way it was hard. I guess there was a take where his underwear came off. Uh -oh. And Allison Bree saw a little too much. Oh, and boy. I guess in, this, in the take that they used, the take that we saw, when some of that, like, him, like, squeaking against the table is real. <laughs> and there's a part where he says, ow... And then Joel, like, grabs him a different way and picks him up, like, by the arms, kind of. Mm -hmm. And that was real because Jack Black was calling out, ow. <laughs> oh. And I guess when they were done with this, left on the table were some of Jack Black's pubes. 
from, that got like yanked out of him while he was being dragged off the study table. Yikes. And Allison Bree said she just blew it in the direction of Gillian Jacobs. <laughs> That's funny. Pierce, there's a little shot of Pierce while he's getting dragged out where he, the plate of lemon bars is already directly in front of him, but he just slides him a little farther and he's like, yep, I'm definitely taking all of these now. <laughs> As Buddy cries and shouts, Jeff runs back into the room and yells at Annie and says, you are not running this story. Totally drops any chill that he's had this entire time after after dragging Buddy out like that. Annie says, why not? And he says, because I said so. Annie, like, huffs and puffs. And Jeff says, does anyone have a problem with how that was handled with Buddy? <laughs> and everyone's like, yep, yep, fine. Pierce is like, exactly the way I would have done it. Like, wipes the sugar off of his face. Buddy's still crying. You suck. <laughs> and we cut the commercial. What a chaotic 30 seconds or so. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think of all that? I, I thought it was really funny. I thought that it was just peak Jack Black's physical comedy. I think he and Joel McHale interacting there was really good. I also like the gradual just like snap that Jeff goes through. You know, because like he just he tried so hard and like really lasted as long as he could before just losing it we cut to the newspaper room and abed is getting a martini ready for hawkeye mr renner himself and jeff says i don't know he feels like he doesn't deserve it now he's not the cool laid-back guy he was he realizes that he snapped and that getting rid of buddy was the right thing to do but that he handled himself in a way that he was trying not to and this is a really great Jeff Abed scene to talk about how much I, I love their friendship, where Abed really gives him a good talking to. Uh, Jeff thinks he's still the same uptight jerk that he was last semester. Abed calls out Jeff, saying that he never really watched MASH, just much like us. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know that Hawkeye had to do a lot more than just be the cool guy and get laid and drink. That he had to like help people in tough situations when they were like dying or like when... He had he had to bark out orders, and if he didn't do the right thing, people died, and he was a leader just like Jeff. Jeff says, well, what's in it for me, which is a little douchey, but like if mm-hmm. I'm a leader, what's in it for me? Uh, cut to Annie coming into the room, and a really sweet moment between the two of them that, I'll be honest, made my heart feel a little warm for them. I uh, It's nice. That's you nice. didn't... It, you didn't hit as deep with it it i did not know it was it's very quaint and small but i thought it was nice it's a nice scene i think you know i don't know i don't necessarily like how much annie justifies she's like oh thanks for you know yelling at me yeah i i I do get that because what she was going against is totally wrong and she was right to speak up against it and to put it out there Mm -hmm. and basically now she's like oh i'm not gonna do it anymore because you're right big strong man i shouldn't go poking my head where it doesn't belong yeah so yeah that part of the conversation i totally get but it's strictly just the moment when annie's face totally lights up when she says because you're jeff winger yeah that was pretty sweet jeff's face totally lights up when he realizes how she sees him yeah she says thanks for getting mad and jeff kind of stammers and says it was nothing and annie leaves smiling and Jeff says very sweetly, I guess that's the upside to being the leader, is people feeling that way about you. Mm-hmm. Abed drops a olive in Jeff's martini because he's earned it. He's earned the Hawkeye title, which earns Abed the radar title that he's won in this entire episode. You know what? I and get it. Sw- I get it now. Mash. Martinis are served here. 
Mash. It's about a bar. Oh, Ted Danson. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Abba gets that really funny, you made me so happy I peed a little line. <laughs> and now we cut back to the study room. Everyone's talking about what happened, and they gasp because Buddy's still there. And He looks so I, pitiful I, when he's sitting there. Yet another apology. He's like, hey, guys. Uh, they're like, can you excuse us? And choices for one crazy stalker, which is maybe his funniest line of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> they all back away as a unit, and Buddy's like, okay. They're, uh, Pierce is like, all right, guys, gather together. Listen up. We can beat this dude up. We outnumber him six to one. Annie, you flash your breasts <laughs> as a decoy. <laughs> and when Britta gets upset, he's like, don't worry. I didn't pick you as a decoy because your breasts are so old, says the 60-something-year-old <laughs> man. man. Shirley says, why is he even here? And then looks back to him and goes, hello. <laughs> and it's because Jeff invited him and really, really well puts that Buddy's crime was thinking that they're cool. Yeah. He just thinks they're really cool and wanted to be friends with them. And sure, he was a little over the top, but like we can reward that a little bit, that he just thought we were cool. And we don't have to invite him in to hang out with us all the time, but let's be nice to him after all of that stuff that happened. And says a little cheesily but nicely, you know, if he were Buddy and missed out on the study group... He'd probably be crazy, too. Yeah. He'd be sitting in the classroom watching and wondering what could have been. And I think that that especially is, like, directed at the fans, you know? Because the, the show caters a lot. And Dan Harmon even said, you know, that they did a lot of things to cater to the fans that mm. that kept even them around. Even this early on, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's them saying, like, yeah, I mean, like, we get, like, sometimes you guys go a little overboard but we appreciate mm -hmm. that you're the ones who are making us here they go back to buddy and invite him to the study group because they want to include somebody who wants to be included so bad buddy's so excited and lets them know he won't regret it i like that uh buddy's wearing a sweep the leg karate kid yeah shirt and it totally fits in with his kicking abilities it does um they go for a group hug and i love that everybody group hugs except for pierce who just like reaches his arm out from like a foot away <laughs> and smiles this is when we get an amazing bit where the cool study group walks in notably including owen wilson wow 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 ka-chow wow they took a vote and buddy's you know, in Sally. he gets to hang out with lightning mcqueen and starburns and that other chick yeah but bubblegum girl and wasn't she in Big Hero Six with the paint balls? I haven't seen Big Hero Six. Stop! Gosh, this episode may as well be titled "Things Zach Hasn't Seen After Dark." You know, I was really thinking it'd be cool if we just like started a segment where we each talk about something we watch because we're both always watching stuff. I think we do that already. We do without it being a segment. We're like, "Yeah, hey, how are you? What's your life like?" And you're like, "Oh, I watched." I'm like, well, <laughs> I saw an especially thick anime That's girl. That's literally how the episode started today. That's true. Uh, so Buddy drops to his knees. He's like, I'm in the cool group. Owen Wilson only gets a couple of lines. And he totally, I think Owen Wilson was friends with, yeah, like I said, he was in Heat Vision and Jack, a pilot that Dan Harmon did. So he was a friend of Dan Harmon. Dan just called him in for this quick favor. I also believe he's friends with Dino, who plays Starburns. Mm-hmm. And Owen Wilson only says a couple of things, but I, I love the way he's like, oh, it's like Christmas morning for the guy. <laughs> it just he's like, come on, buddy, you're one of us. Inviting Owen Wilson's when voice. 
Buddy apologizes to the to the safety study group. <laughs> Owen Wilson is like, oh, hey, hey, wow, buddy, you don't got to worry about them. Come with Marley and me. <laughs> You're with us now. Come on. Wow. Wow. He high kicks, and they're like, oh, I love the kick. I love the kick. <laughs> it's amazing. The kicks are the best. And Buddy leaves with his new study group, never to be seen until he kills them with a meat cleaver. Other than Starburst, like like I uncovered. He waves at the study group and leaves. And Pierce says, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I voted to keep him. (laughs) Pierce had a pretty solid episode. Pierce kind of laid low this episode, but his bits were funny. Uh, My favorite probably being, uh, I agree with what Troy said. (laughs) So they're all talking now about, I don't know, it would have been kind of nice to have another person. This is a little cheesy. I think they would have just been like, okay, good, glad that's over. Yeah. But they're like, it would have been nice to have another person. And Shirley says, I'll call Gary. <laughs> to which Britta's face just like, oh, no. And then the, 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 the picture freezes. And the credits read, executive producer, associate supervisor, and supervising executive without any names. Just those <laughs> titles. And the theme for MASH plays <laughs> to end the episode. Uh, very funny bit to end a very funny episode without needing to tie everything together in an emotional way really other than jeff's little speech yeah it just ends on one more joke that lands just like many of them in this episode do true let's talk about this end tag starburns is hosting auditions for the cool study group (laughs) he's like so why does it have to be both of you i don't see it as a selling point and Choi and hobbit are trying to be like oh no we're really cool we're really funny (laughs) trust us you need both (laughs) together and he's like let me hear that rap thing of yours again and they instantly slip into the into the uh spanish rap but it's this really sad rendition of it that's just like for attention and and rings empty it's not the same as when they're just doing it while they mess around in the in the library or whatever and uh starburn says cool i'll talk about it with the others in a very dismissive way and as troy and abed leave pierce is there to call them out you traitors i'm appalled at your lack of loyalty and troy and abed sulk away they've been called out pierce is like yeah you better run as if they're actually scared of him pierce reveals that he's just there to check in on his audition for the cool study group He's like, have you decided? And I love that Starburn <laughs> says, we saw your tape, that he had to like make a whole <laughs> tape to sit in. It's like an American Idol audition where Pierce is like, oh, well, I don't pop on tape. Let me just sing it for you. And he begins singing Getting Rid of Britta for him. It's not one of my top tier end tags. No, it it's not. Funny. It's one that's like related to the episode, so it puts another cute little button on the episode. And, and it's rare we get Pierce in an in tag too, so I, you know, I'll take that. And hearing Pierce sing "She's No Good B" a couple more times, she's a no good B. I won't cut it. Yeah, I'll take it. So, so Stephen, my time it now clocks twelve thirty a.m. I think this has been a pretty successful first rendition of "You Can't Disappoint" a podcast after dark. After dark. So let's wrap this up before things get any weirder. All right, I can I go first on the MVP? Yeah, because I am kind of still making a last minute decision. Well, I'm I've made mine. I've made my okay. bed, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lie, lay lie. I'll get right in with you. Let's hear it. All right, so my uh, my MVP after dark, and I can't believe I'm saying this is Jeff again. Hmm. Yeah, Jeff's my MVP. What's your reasoning? Why does he stand above the rest this week? Because I think that Jeff 
really impressed me the most in this episode when Jack Black was like throwing his fit and saying, I'm not leaving. And Jeff tried to be nice because throughout this whole episode, Jeff made a conscious effort to grow as a person while still trying to benefit the group. Yeah. And I think that that's awesome. Grow as a person while also take himself a little bit less seriously. Um, I've been going back and forth between several. Obviously, Jack Black is a is a shoe in Yeah. But I've been thinking more about how at the end of this season, we're going to tally up all of these MVPs. We're going to see who we gave the most MVPs to over the course of the whole season mm-hmm. and also reward an unrelated just season MVP that our heart feels at the end of the season. And I think I'm going to stick with you and have a two-week streak of both of us giving Jeff the MVP award. He was What the hell show is this? Are cool. you sure? Are we the right show? I know. Do we... <laughs> Yeah, we like the main character of the show that we're liking enough to talk about for two hours every week. That's not what we do here. <laughs> I Jeff was great in this episode. Joel McHale is such a likable personality, and when the character is likable, it's just chef's kiss. He did a great job. Absolute highest possible honorable mention to Jack Black, his buddy, who truly just dove into the weirdness of the character and gave it his all it's true he really shines i think that's about it for this week yeah what do you think steven anything else you want to say to the people um you know uh hey folks thanks for watching uh make sure you if you if you enjoy the show and have any friends that you think would like it uh, recommend it to them and, you know, if you have any friends that you think wouldn't like it because they don't like long podcasts about community, lie to them. Say, Recommend it to them. hey, watch this thing where they talk about anime or they talk about uh, Glee. Actually, we don't want those fans. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We don't want them. We'll save that for the Glee podcast. I hope you have fun doing that. I will do the Glee podcast, but only episodes that are like themed on artists i'll do the madonna and britney spears episode gladly thanks guys for listening um (laughs) it's been great having you guys along for the ride please keep sending in your trivia questions every week i don't know off the top of my head what next week's episode is but i'm sure it's a great one i look forward to it yeah and you can email us at can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We have a lot of fun there all week talking to whoever wants to talk. Yeah, we do. Um, so make sure you give us a like, follow, subscribe, and enjoy, guys. We uh, look forward to seeing you next time. Yeah, now that me and Steven are tucked in together in this Joel McHale, Jeff Winger made bed. Yeah, it's a race we're car. We're going to have a nice cuddle. Alexis. And I'm going to get some sleep. Yeah, all right. Well, um, here from inside the dreamatorium at night, I'm Steven after dark. So you're stealing my shit this week, huh? Oh, yeah. From inside the dreamatorium, because that's my thing, bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm Zach. And thank you for listening now to take you out of this very special after dark rendition of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. The musical stylings of the pee pee poo poo rapper with I Never Die. <laughs> good night, America. Good night and good luck. I have seen your chain and I'm so ill. This is a one and I can't be killed. All in your cabeza without a chaser. Not another teacher with this much flavor. Get your hands up for Espanol. The Spanish evil genius and probably the meanest. Say hello to Pratu, a classic I